okay, well, I'm a witness here. What I seen was a horrible, tragic situation. situation. Bitch, you know you wrong. All the lights all gone. Shut Corona. Shut Corona. Bitch, you know you wrong. All the grown me gone. Shut Corona. All the pro shops gone. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Man, everything gone. Bitch, fuck the Corona. shit in the stove. I've been looking for some tissue paper all night. All night. What the fuck? Is you niggas using tissue for wipes? Using tissue for wipes? Using for wipes? Using for wipes? A horrible tragic situation. You got the block the corona. All right, y'all, that was Diz, D-I-Z-Z, and the song is called Fuck the Corona, and you can find that on soundcloud.com slash Diz the Kid, D-I-Z-Z-D-A-K-I-D-D, but this is your one and only Miss China Fox with the first episode of Bitter Black Bitch, the podcast. As you guys know, I've been writing this book for a very long time, and it was supposed to have a release date of March 21st, but unfortunately, the shipping and everything is being shut down, and of course, everything is being delayed. Hopefully, it'll only be delayed by a month or so, but we'll see. Now, this podcast is going to, this first one is going to be, you know, (laughs) the rough one. It's just going to be me rapping to you. You know, I've got, I've recorded some other podcasts, but those are more with Omni African Collective, my uh, organization. You can go to omniafrican.org to find that, more about that. And then, of course, the infamous Negative Vibes Only with myself, China Fox, and Christopher Marshall. And where we're just negative, unapologetically negative, And we can just get some things off of our chest. But see, this space right here, this bitter black bitch space... This isn't just a book that I'm writing. This is a whole movement. This is a whole uh, release of freedom and and my ability to just be myself, even if that is soft. Because what I'm finding in a lot of times, you can't even be vulnerable. See, they want the bitter black bitch to fit that persona and that idea, not just a stereotype, but to trap that passion and power into a convenient little package so they can appreciate it, lust over it, or dismiss it whenever they want to do. But see, the power is ours, and it belongs to us, all the bitter black bitches in the world. And yes, that typically means black women, but you know, I think a lot of black men are going to identify with what I'm talking about. Them little pitter-pattering of feet, it's Diana. She she knows when I'm talking that it's important, so she's got to get her little her little taps into it. <laughs> So anyway, man, what are we dealing with now? We got a lot of coronavirus stuff happening, y'all. 
And, you know, I, I have a whole two videos on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash ChinaFox, that go into detail about the coronavirus myth versus facts and, you know, then my opinion. But really, I want to do something else right now. I want to take this time for y'all to understand why I'm bitter about what's happening with the coronavirus. Am I mad at the virus for being a virus? No, I'm not mad at the virus for being a virus. Am I upset because people are ill or people or, or are shutting down the stores, don't have access? I'm not even mad at that because that should be understood as a reaction to a pandemic that we're going through. However, what I am upset with is all of the people who have claimed to have had the answer to know the truth, to know what to do in cases of emergencies, those people who call themselves black leaders, those who was argumentative and challenging me and honestly shitting on me and talking bad about me and what I was and what I was not, all of these people do not know what to do now. Now, one of your favorites, okay, one of your favorite black Pan-African leaders, he hasn't said a word except for joking about it and making fun of people, of black people who are panicking, of black people who have resources in their area stolen by these white men. Go check it out. There's a white man who's going all to, to these out uh, um, rural areas where, let's be honest, there's a lot of black folks and bought up all the hand sanitizers and the antibacterial wipes. And, and look at what's happening. Look at what's happening. Now a lot of black people are desperate for resources, food. And yes, that includes toilet tissues for, for y'all that are making jokes. But it's really not funny, y'all. Like, this is an opportunity for those supposed self-proclaimed leaders to make their ideas known and to put their leadership to the test and take the fear and the panic of the people seriously. But instead, one of your, fa one of your favorite Pan-African hosts is choosing the time to and I got people telling me this I got people showing me this disgusted by this person's actions making fun of people who are scared right now instead of teaching them instead of doing what what others have done including myself if I don't pat myself on the, my back going through the myths going through the truths going through the research and and allowing people to have something to hold on to other than panic but you know what he did instead? He goes to Whole Foods and complains that there's no tofu there. Now see, it's very easy for someone who pretends to not have money online and pretends to not be able to afford a tire, to pretend to not be able to afford to produce his own research, but then turns around and can get two cartfuls of food at Whole Foods. We can barely go to Aldi, but he's over here making jokes about not having enough tofu. We could barely go to any any grocery store. Safeway, Save-A-Lot. We can't even go to Save-A-Lot. And that just goes to show you right there the disconnect between the so-called black leaders and the people. And honestly, with this whole corona thing, what's going to happen is the people are going to have the power. You're, going, you're not going to be able to dismiss the people because you think they're dumb, because you think they're stupid, because they don't have the same worldview as you. The people don't have to read the same books as you. They know what they're going through. They feel what they're going through. So, yeah, we read a lot. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we have skill sets in certain areas. That does not make us better than the people that are scared right now. That makes us skilled in the way that they aren't, and we're supposed to speak for them. 
They're supposed to speak through us. We're, they're supposed to write through us. And it's just a damn shame. And then you got another one over here. I'm telling you, all these Tariq Nasheeds, Yvette Carnells, all these people are going to make sure that they are okay. And they're not going to have answers for anybody. And the one person, I'm going to be totally real, the one person that I saw doing a lot of work is a Native American woman named Kelly Hayes. Now, I'm not trying to say that um, black people can't do nothing or, you know, all that other nonsense and rah, 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 rah. What I am saying is that these people, certain people weren't looking to be seen. And I'll admit, I got caught up into it. I thought, you know, as young as I was, that that was what activism was. And until I started to really broaden my worldview in and, and try to get up off of this, that ego, because that ego will tear anybody down. But the people who are doing the work, you don't know their names. You don't see their faces. They're doing the work. They're doing the work. They're learning how to organize. The first time I saw somebody organize was Kelly Hayes. Occupy Rogers Park. And we might check the hell out of Ron Emanuel and Nancy Pelosi. I got into a room with Nancy Pelosi and stood up to her through Kelly's leadership and organizational skills. That is my definition of solidarity. All these other so-called people of color and colonized people have never offered me as much as she has. That's the standard of leadership. So when we go back, and hopefully this won't be the big one, as they say. Hopefully this won't be the one that's going to envelope us all. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we can regroup and really get to work and understand and organize. And to be honest, I, I wouldn't even mind working with people that I don't like. <laughs> or people who have let me down or let the people down and disappointed us time and time again. I wouldn't mind. As long as there was something done for the people. Because anything done for the people is something done for myself. And at the end of the day, y'all, we have to, going forward, we have to really understand that if this system collapses, it's actually going to be a good thing for us. And I'm going to say, you know, bitter black bitch, I'm going to talk about a lot. I might rant, rave, you know, wherever these podcast, this podcast series series takes me, that's what I'm going to do. But I also like to, um, you know, think. I like to hypothesize. I, I like to speculate. And sometimes, you know, my mind goes into weird places. And I think this is the perfect space for me to be able to really, truly express my ideas. You know, and everybody thinks I'm crazy for it, but that's cool. You know, <laughs> That's kind of funny because that's something me and my dad would talk about. Me and my dad would have all the crazy, kooky conversations. All the weirdest stuff. All the crazy ideas I could talk to him about. And I haven't had that. You know, I love my boyfriend to death and to life. But he's an atheist, and <laughs> which I adore. But, you know, there's some things that he doesn't, he ain't trying to hear, right, without evidence. But that's why it's called speculation, and, you know, just just shooting the shit. So that's one portion. Um, but that being said, I really feel like when stuff hits the fan, it may be hard years ahead. And not saying that this is the one, but it could happen. And it's more slight, most likely to happen. Seeing how disorganized our government is. Seeing how they don't care about us. Seeing how they think capitalism is the way to go. They don't understand capitalism. You know, a lot of people made, there was this whole thing making fun of quote-unquote hoteps and Pan-Africans and people putting the kufis on people's heads and whatnot. 
But the reality is, y'all, the stuff that we were talking about is right. This is state capitalism. This is late stage capitalism. Everything that we've been describing is the absolute truth. The next step is when the manufacturers go down. So when there's no longer manufacturing facilities, that's when shit is really going to hit the fan because there won't ever be any stores again. So when we were talking about seizing the means of production, this is what the fuck we was talking about. But see, I'm too angry. I'm too loud. I'm too bitter. Um, I'm high yellow, so I can't claim to be black because I'm your fucking fake-ass biracial dream. See, and that's, you know what, I'm trying to keep this to, to 20 minutes, but I'm sorry if I'm talking fast, but, you know, that's how, let me slow down. Hold on, hold on. <sighs> let me slow it down for a second, hold on. I'm just so excited to finally be doing this and have time to do it. Shit, life be depressing to fucking me. Oh, wash your hands and your feet for you talking to me, ho. <laughs> All right, there we go. But, um, okay, that's it. But, you know, I'm too much, you know, the reality is a lot of people don't, you know, they'll find any reason to figure out how you're wrong or how something, how you're bad or how you shouldn't be heard. They'll find any way to disrespect you or silence you or dismiss you. And enough is enough. Enough is fucking enough. Look at what we're facing. This is something that, you know, me and Chris and a lot of other people have talked about as a possibility. Not because we know everything, but because we looked at history. And then, and then so many people have been so arrogant. So arrogant. I want to dispel this myth of leadership, man. This myth of leadership and I'm the king, I'm the boss, I'm the alpha, I'm the head nigga in charge. That's the same shit that got us into the situation. That arrogance and that ego. So for instance, like all these people who was talking about vote Bernie, vote Bernie, vote Bernie, vote Bernie. They went from Pan-African to fucking Democrat in a heartbeat. And then they wanted to say the excuse was, oh, strategy. Oh, we're just playing the long game. We're playing chess, not checkers. Shut the fuck up. You're, you're a liar. Like, that's just a lie. Because where was the plan two years ago? You knew this fucking fool was in office November something 26, 2016. Well, it's March 2020. And you have not laid out the protocol. You have not laid out the plan. You have not laid out the initiative. You have not done that. And then when you get a group of people in a room, you don't know how to lead those people. You don't know how to organize the people. And I understand it's hard. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. But what you don't do is shit on the people that showed up for you. And that's what's constantly been happening. It doesn't matter where you point to. A lot of these people who want the glory don't know how to, don't know how, don't know what to do with the grind. Don't know what to do with the grind. And that's okay. Because we, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Including me. We gotta go when it gets to us. And that's just the reality of what... No matter what time period we look at, nobody knew what they was doing. They was just making moves as many as they could. So don't shit on the ones that are doing that. But y'all got to really peep out what's going on here and how people are reacting, man. 
Because there's some sorry shit that should be like like unforgivable that's happening. That's that it should be unforgivable. Now they want you to again. Well, I didn't even finish my thought. They want. <laughs> I swear I'm gonna get better at this podcast biz. All right. Okay. But they want you to vote for Bernie. They want you to have to uh, get on board with their product protocol and their uh, strategy and their plans that they've never laid out and never talked about before the last couple of months when the the uh, election was heated. And oh, today's March seventeenth, voting day. Before it was time for time to vote. Now they'll talk about the fucking voting process. Or their little I voted sticker before they talk about mass panic within the black community, whether it's legitimate or not. The fear is real. You don't even have a plan to deal with mass panic. You're talking about the masses, but you don't even have a plan for the masses when something like this happens. And here's my thing. I don't have one either. I sure the fuck don't. But I know how to get in connection with the people that do or have somewhat of an idea. Who know how to survive in, with health issues. Who know how to survive with asthma. Who can help reach out to people who are hungry. Maybe the elderly. If you need your great-grandmother checked on. Somebody who has the equipment to keep her safe. Keep your great-granddaddy safe. Because that's some real stuff. And you know what? The reality is I don't think Bernie's a bad candidate for what we have right now. But we're supposed to be on a different wavelength. We're supposed to be vibrating differently. We're supposed to be thinking outside of the box. We're supposed to be thinking 10 steps ahead and all the different directions we could go with those 10 steps. That's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the fucking vanguard. But you know what you do to the vanguard? And I'm going to say, I'm going to just say it. It's black women who are the fucking thinkers and we are the most attacked like between me and Chris they'll come for me first I'm saying if we're out at at, at in person with somebody and they have an issue with whatever at the store or whatever it was they'll look at me if they got a problem but they'll look at him to chit chat that's just the reality that's been my whole life experience and so when I react to it I become the bitter black bitch and that's their way of dismissing me so I'll, I fucking eat that title up. I fucking eat that title up and I fucking live China Fox. That bitter black bitch nourishes China Fox. So I'll keep going. I'll keep going. But I'm not going alone anymore. Just like I'm the African Collective says... We build a community pending revolution. And we still got some community to build. We still do. So in closing, I, I, I was this was a bit of a ramble. But I said it with my chest, so it's okay. <laughs> but get to know your people online. Get to know them. Get some numbers. Telephone numbers, okay? Get some email addresses. And if you feel comfortable enough, get some actual addresses to where these people are. Because it's coming down to it. And I've said it for years. That's what it's time to do. And you know what's funny, though? When I started talking that talk and getting people to actually know each other, that's when my Facebook page, the big one, where a lot of y'all have met me from, that's where it went. That's when it went. That's when it got deleted. 
Y'all, this is going to be a hell of a ride, and I'm going to be presenting a lot of content. Whether you like it, I hope you like it. If you don't like it, still tune in anyway. And tell me how much you don't like it. And I still won't fucking care. But I know you'll love it, even if you say you hate it. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Um, I'm excited because I have, you know, I'm, I have asthma and I sing for a living and everything I do is out in the public. So I'm officially unemployed. Yay. So I don't know what the fuck is going to happen um, with me and others, many others like me. So um, I have a lot of time on my hands and that means a lot of content. So y'all stay tuned. Um, I'm posting a video tomorrow, uh, March 18th. 2020 surviving quarantine <laughs> and uh check that out and i will talk to you beautiful people soon how about we go out on a little music hey hey this has been bitter black bitch featuring china fox yeah <laughs> Wash your hands and your motherfucking feet. Oh yeah. Wash your hands and your feet when you talking to me. Wash your hands and your motherfucking feet. Uh, wash your hands and your feet when you talking to me. Oh.